See, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the low day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags when the day is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Yo, yo, yo. Hey. <laughs> All right, so I got, let me know if you can hear this. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can hear it. All right. Was it loud or how loud, loud was it? I mean, it was loud enough for me to hear it. It wasn't like extremely loud, but it was clear. Because I mean, I put it up next to the mic, but I don't, I'm not sure if my mic is what's really picking up my voice anyway. I don't think so, especially if you put it up to the mic, then no. Right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up next to the, the laptop. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's a little louder, yeah. Okay, so yeah, apparently my voice is coming through the laptop. Yes, I think we discussed this last week. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. Mm, that you have problems. Well, you know, I tried to explain to you how my thing works, and you have not fixed it. I'm sorry, I am not a Windows expert, and I do not plan to be. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe if, if, if I continue to hear anything about people saying that you're not loud enough or something, then I guess I may, you know, may be in the mood to fix it. So you're going to okay. kick off the show? It's your week. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, well... <laughs> Welcome to the Thanksgiving episode of In the Stacks with <laughs> and Latoya. <laughs> All right, so we are not in fact recording on Thanksgiving because that would be just weird and depressing, but we are recording the day before and we are going to put it out there. Um, we'll release this on Thanksgiving, so you guys will be hearing it on Thursday. And Which is kind of sad if you're listening to us on, on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> I get, well, I mean, we can be a part of their celebration. Like, that's how they start their Thursdays. It's a part of their routine. So we don't want to mess up anybody's routine. Yeah, so, so gather around all the little visiting children, right? <laughs> gather them around whatever audio device you like to listen to us on. Bring it up loud. Say, shut the fuck up, little motherfuckers, all right? <laughs> this is a Barry LaToya Thanksgiving. Yes, it is. Yeah. So tell me about your week. What's been going on? Um, well, I mean, you know, if you want to go in, like, in the, in the order of things, it's going to screw up our, uh, our agenda. But uh, Well, do whatever. I was trying to give you a lead-in to then take it to whatever you wanted to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so on Saturday, uh, T'Challa and I, we went and saw uh, Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have heard of this movie. It's uh, <laughs> equal to like an animated thing that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a lot of people were there. We went to see it on uh, a Saturday matinee and it was packed. Um, and uh, we liked it. Um, T'Challa actually said he liked it better than the first one. And see, that's weird because I know you had said before that some, some critics had said, oh, it's even better than the first. And I was like, you know, that's kind of a hard thing to do because yeah. in general, that's not how it works. Um, right. 
but well, I'll let you continue because uh, since you're changing the order around, it means I can jump into it sooner. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, you know, I was surprised when he told me that because I mean, I liked it. I mm -hmm. liked it. Um, and you've seen it already, right? Yes, that was also the movie that we saw <clears throat> this week. So um, you know, in, in, I kept expecting, you know, is there going to be another Let It Go? Mm -hmm. And uh, in my opinion, no. Um, but, you know, both of Elsa's big songs, I mean, she had a couple of great diva songs. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're as memorable. Um, to me, the most memorable songs, um, there were two of them. One of them was uh, Olaf, who sang about, you know, you know when, it, when he's older. It's older all yes. <laughs> that, that one was kind of memorable. And there was a song that sounded like a Chicago 1980s yes and it was done like an 80s yes. I, just, I, I was saying it's like an 80s slash 70s-esque yeah. um, thing because i felt like oh this could be air supply or this could be like mm -hmm. you said chicago and the way they did the video was like yes 80s, early 90s and there was a part that had the queen look to it i don't yeah. know if you remember yeah. that yeah, so yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah oh yeah. that was so badass <laughs> yeah that to me was the most memorable song yes it. Um, and, and plot wise, I thought it was okay. I liked it. Um, there were a lot of people online and I did not pick up on this at all. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many people who want Elsa to be gay. Right. Yeah. And they've wanted it from the first one. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I did not pick up on this at all. A lot of people thought that there were implications that that little native girl, um, mm -hmm that didn't hook up with anybody in this one was her girlfriend. And I've seen people talking about it online and, and having little clips and stuff, but I didn't get that at all. I got that vibe only because I was thinking about it. So, I mean, okay. I didn't necessarily read, like I read a review before watching it, uh, right. which I hated the review and thought it was that, that, that I felt like that person was obviously watching the wrong movie, but I, because I knew that uh, so many people had wanted <laughs> um, Elsa to be kind of the <laughs> the first gay um, Disney princess, right. I knew that going in and I was kind of looking for it. And so when I saw her talk to, yes, the native female, I was like, okay, may maybe. But I, that know, was the I hate only to call her the why. native female, but I don't remember that character's name. So. Yeah, I, I don't either. Um, it's horrible. But yeah, I mean, I I thought about it for like a minute. Although to me, it almost felt like, um, what is it? Uh, is it Sven? And um, yeah, yeah, and the native the boy. guy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that same thing too. <laughs> I got more of a vibe from yes. them yes. in their scene. I, I I was like, what's going on here, right? But I didn't I didn't pick up anything with Elsa. And yeah, then. no, I had to look for it with Elsa, but with, yeah, with Sven, it was hilarious because, you know, the, the voice actor who, who does his voice is gay. And so yeah. I'm like, he's like one of my, like, oh, I, I wish you weren't gay kind of people, but <laughs> he is so attractive to me. And the fact that he has got a great voice and a great singing voice, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, myself mm -hmm. and Gwen went to go see it this past weekend. We went on Sunday after we finished role playing, uh, you know, doing our D and D over well, her, uh, No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> after Boom, we did D and D, wow, wow. 
whatever. Yeah. We uh, we went to go see Frozen Two, and at first <laughs> I thought, I thought, okay, we got one when we got in there. There was only like three people in the theater. We went to go see Six Fifteen showing on Sunday, so I was like, oh, okay, all right, well maybe people are. You know, I'd forgotten that this week was like an off week for for kids. <laughs> so right. I was hoping that, oh, you know, it's not going to be that many people. Hopefully it'll be mostly adults. Well, by the end of the movie, there were about almost 30 of us in the theater. And one family who sat a road down from us, it was the mom, the dad, and six children, ranging in age from toddler to maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. Right. And it was, oh, it was, it was not nice. I mean, I don't know. I think ultimately they felt like they were being too much of a dis disruption. So they went down and sat toward the front of the theater, which worked out better. But the, there was all this like hacking and coughing and sneezing. I'm like, oh, God, kids. Oh, so, so I'm like, you know, there should be, I'm still very much a proponent for there being specific movies or movie times that's like not you know that's adults only uh, I even for disney films even for disney films because i want people <laughs> enjoy it without having kids making noise and and you know coughing and all that stuff so that night when i got home i made sure i popped a couple pills just in case because i didn't want to get whatever it is whatever sickness they had but anyway back to the movie it was awesome i really 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 enjoyed it and like i said i read one review beforehand and was so irritated by it because i really felt like that person was just trying to find something to complain about her right. the article's premise was around the fact that you know it, they feel like D disney's losing their exclusivity in terms of the princesses you know that it's not commonplace for them just to you know bring them back out so short you know like because i mean the first one came out in 2013 they're like it's yeah. not enough time to have passed to bring it back um, I think six years is plenty. Yeah, but I mean, you know, so I, I was irritated by the review because, and I'm ultimately glad I I went to go see it. Uh, I so we play this game at the end of the credits because it's kind of our way of sitting through the credits in the event that there's anything, as well as like it to me, it's my my respecting what it is that my brother does since he's you know he works in television production and you know they they they're not seen except for the end in the credits so i usually stay till the end well gwen had to go to the restroom and rather than me just sit in there and be like yeah gwen go ahead and i'll meet up with you when you're done we both left after we saw perez so the game is that we'll look for perez or we'll look for davidson and you then see the thing after the credits no oh which pisses me off so yeah. we both said we were probably just gonna have to go see it again <laughs> so that we could see well, it <laughs> i don't think i don't think what happened after the credits was funny enough to pay for a movie ticket again. even still i mean i don't neither one of us would be disappointed to go see it again yeah so so no we so yeah we missed it so because within a couple of minutes really we saw Perez and then we went out the door um so so yeah that's our game we look for the last names and you would be surprised at how difficult it is to find Perez even though it's a common name last name yeah we always see Lopez or Vasquez but but Perez is hard to find and then Davidson we found, found mm -hmm. in a couple 
yeah. then so we said that the unicorn is if we ever see nunnery because that's Gwen's maiden name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so we, I mean, we really, really enjoyed the movie. It is, of course, it had the biggest global opening of all time for an animated film. Uh, From the article that I read, it was saying that Walt Disney's animation Frozen 2 created a global blizzard in its box office debut, grossing an estimated $130 million in North America and $228.2 million internationally for a worldwide worldwide start of $358.2 million. So some other interesting facts about Frozen 2 is that it is the top international opening of all time for an animated film. It also has the honor of being the biggest domestic November opening for an animated film, the biggest IMAX opening for an animated film, the third biggest domestic animated opening of all time. This one is kind of funny and I'm not sure why they pointed out specifically, but the third biggest industry opening of all time in South Korea for any film, uh, as well as the top three, um, top three day domestic opening for Walt Disney Animation Studios. So I am. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it, it, it to me, it, it was worth it. I. I'm glad that there was a, an additional piece to the first Frozen movie, and I would go see it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. You know, you know they, they, I heard this week that they're also going to do a, a Zootopia 2 and 3. And 3? They're already working on 2 and 3. Holy crap. Yeah. So I think uh, sequels are going to become a big thing. I think so too. Uh, yeah, I would um, have to agree with you on that. And I mean, you know, I guess if you're going off of the Frozen sequel, then yeah, it, that makes sense. Uh, go ahead, make sequels. I don't know though about <laughs> when you start to get into like threes and fours of movies. Yeah. It. That's hard. Yeah. Plus, it's it, hard to do too. So it is because I mean, like, if there was never another Frozen movie, I I would get it. It's fine. I get yeah. it. Um, but I mean, I very much into, enjoyed Zootopia, and I'm curious. I love about Zootopia. The second one, yeah, it's a great film. I'm curious about a second, but I'm like, what would they do with well, the third? The, yeah. So the thing with Zootopia to me is because it, it's it's such basically it's like Starsky and Hutch. I mean, it's, yes. it's a, yeah. You know, I mean, they could go a thousand different ways with that. Um, I, I, normally when I watch these Disney movies, you know, every now and then, like, you know, the Incredibles was one. And sometimes I'm like, you know, this would make a great show, Mm -hmm. you know, like a a Netflix type or Disney plus now, I guess, (laughs) where they would do it just, you know, like eight episodes or something a season. And and Zootopia to me, when I first saw it, I was like, man, I could see this being a series, you know, and really leaning into like that, that cop show vibe mm-hmm. only with the animals right uh, right awesome that uh, that's true i mean now that you bring it up yeah that would that totally makes sense so maybe in that case the, it could have multiple sequels because there are so many places you could go with it yeah they would just have to have a really cool like what is it with you and the turkey <laughs> <laughs> the turkey episode 
Um, I, I, what they have to do is make really good um, villains for e or you know and plot lines for those villains yeah. in the upcoming ones. I think that that's obviously the key part: getting the right villain, the right plot. Um, because yeah. yeah, you could do multiples of that. That's true. But it's easier said than done because you know we've so often seen where a franchise does basically that and is still awful at the end so now tomorrow um after we have our lunch um the plan is to go see knives out oh so you're gonna go see a movie on thanksgiving yeah i mean we could do it on friday so it may be friday instead of thursday but it'll be one of those two days oh, okay uh, here i'm already out because we're going out to eat tomorrow um so i'm like you know let's just go and do something while i'm out you know okay. press two days in a row you know so that's so weird you're so you're going out to eat for Thanksgiving. You're not going to cook? No, um, I asked uh, T'Challa if he wanted me to cook, and he was like, oh, no, let's just go out. So um, my mom, she loves S&S Cafeteria. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so she was all for that. Oh, my gosh. And so that's where we're going, which, unfortunately, T'Challa had his um, Thanksgiving with, uh, you know, his mom today. Mm -hmm. They went to S&S. <laughs> And so I told him, I said, well, we can go someplace else, you know. And so we were thinking about that. And then, you know, when my mom was uh, talking to us, she was like, oh, you can't wait for SNS, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get this. We're going to do this. And mm -hmm. excited, right. And so I was kind of looking at him. He was looking at me. And so after uh, <laughs> after she left, you know, I, I said to him, I said, uh, I said, yeah, obviously I have not mentioned anything to her yet. <laughs> well, He's like, oh, that's fine. Let's just go ahead and go there. And yeah, like, you don't want to upset your you know, mom or his yeah. grandmother, and since she's so excited. Yeah, she loves it there, so that's what we're gonna do. Oh so we're gosh. being anyway, and so I'm like, let's just go see the movie, you know, because we go to the movies and make it anyway. So right, yeah, it makes sense. Because yeah. I mean, I used to for a couple of years used to do movies on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I do, I think it's kind of cool to to go to the movies on a holiday or whatever, but. Um, but that's that's cool. We're gonna have, of course, the usual big Thanksgiving uh, thing at my mom's house with all my cousins and all that stuff. And so, oh, it's it's gonna be fun, I guess. <laughs> I am gonna make sure that I take my medication and stuff so that I don't get anybody's germs. And right. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'll go and I'll set the I'll help to set up the tables. I usually make the fruit punch, that kind of stuff. But that's the extent of me helping out. It's like, I don't mind set, helping to set up. That's right. it. I don't want to do, I don't want to clean up. I don't want to be in the kitchen to cook. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Well, and like, I mean, you know, what, it what were you me. <laughs> just right. Last week we had a, uh, we always have like these, like potlucks, mm -hmm. pictures, you know. Yeah, see, I don't like those. I don't do potlucks. So they always send out like houses. a, well, it was really good, but yeah, they, mm -hmm. they out, I remember you wouldn't do, you wouldn't eat anything. Anybody brought it. Exactly. It's so rude. But, but it's uh, not rude. <laughs> yeah, it's basically saying I don't trust you to be clean. Because I don't trust you to be clean. People but, and their pets who they love on and be licking in their mouths all over the place and the I'm just cat saying hair jumping all this, no. Mm, it, no. It goes back to when we used to work with our friend. Um, you know. Um, your friend and you forgot who it was. Right. No. No. So I didn't know if we want to call him Kale. Right. But mm -hmm. I used to say, dude, so you're basically saying that you trust a stranger at Outback. Yep. You trust Kale. Yes. 
because I feel like they have food quality standards and and kale has done no but i mean like it's it's documented like they have to pass inspection and that kind of stuff it has to be set for food preparation and right. i'm i'm just very finicky i mean you know that i am a, a finicky person in general things annoy me things just i i'm just odd and it's okay I, so for years, I thought it was a horrible thing, but I'm like, you know, even if it is, that's who I am and I accept it. There you go. Yay. So, so when they send out this Google form for mm -hmm. everybody to fill in, you know, what you're going to bring, mm -hmm. have, you know, people who are going to bring entrees, mm -hmm. category, sides, right? And then um, they have plates, cups, slash men. Oh, what? <laughs> M-E-N, -E right? Because they know that that's where all the coaches and like me are going to sign up, right? Oh, okay. Like, I had to go in there quick to make sure nobody got in my areas, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm bringing 250 plates, right? Oh, my gosh. And then I see like all these, like Coach Balcom and everybody else, you know, sign up. Oh, I'm bringing sweet tea. Somebody bringing, I'm bringing bread, you know, mm -hmm. that stuff, right? All the men are in this category, right? Right. <laughs> that's kind of sexist, That's where you would though. be. That's where you would be. <laughs> well, yes, be but like I'm saying it's places they would put men. Like, yeah, they actually had men in it. Yeah, that is terrible. <laughs> that's that's implied because I mean they're great. They're plenty of guys yeah. who cook, but I'm like that's yeah. kind of that is actually blatantly sexist to say. And there were, yeah, there you were guys actually, are just gonna bring that. There's like this one dude um, who does always make this really good thing, and mm -hmm. so you know it was like sitting out there with a little note on it saying you know it was you know courtesy of him made by man. Yeah, it was the only one that had a name tag on. <laughs> but uh, it was really good. Anyway, that just reminded me of. But yes, I don't. I don't like. I'm very, very finicky about eating. Like when any anyone does a potluck kind of thing or whatever, because I don't trust that many people as far as food. You know, I will eat anything that my aunt Nikki makes, or you know, family members that I grew up with or around that kind of thing. But I am just mm -mm, no. Because again, I, you know, I, I know that myself and my mom, we are very, very quirky. <laughs> I guess I'll use that word. We're quirky. And so like, even with the way we have, we have our houses and stuff, it's always neat. It's always everything. It's, we're just really anal about that kind of stuff. And so I know that like when other, with other people, they may not be quite as rigid as, mm. as we are and so i'm like i like my rigidity i'm fine with that and so rather than I know you do huh i know you like it rigid you need to stop what is wrong with you so, <laughs> so no i i like to make sure that i mean i'd much rather just politely say no thank you than to take the thing that someone made and then don't even eat it you know so i think it's ruder to get it and then not Oh, fine. Moving on. Go ahead. <laughs> Move on to whatever is next. Oh, so next week for uh, as far as the movies or yeah, next week I'm we're, we may see Knives Out or Twenty One mm -hmm. Bridges. I know Derek has already seen Twenty One Bridges. He posted his review of it. Oh, did he? Was it a was it a good one? Yeah, he seemed pretty positive overall. He was talking because he lives in New York. Yeah, and he was talking about you know apparently it's very very faithful and. Uh, he was implying that if you are a New Yorker, mm -hmm. that you would you probably enjoy it more than somebody who wasn't. 
because cool. you know of all of the the references to right. location well, and, stuff. and see i mean you know yeah. i was born in new york i didn't grow up in new york i spent a couple of years in new york and so some of the new york new york references i do actually get i mean my parents yeah. lived in new york for like 20 years but um but i'm looking forward to it i just thought that the actors in it looked really solid and it looked like it could be a very solid plot line um yeah. so so i wanted to i do want to see that movie and you know the villain in it is he played Julian Bashir on Deep Space Nine. Did he really? Is that the villain yeah. really? Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. Because I know well, no, I mean, I don't know if in the trailers I'd not been paying attention because we know that the lead in it plays Black Panther is Black right. Panther, but yeah, I didn't realize huh, I'm gonna have to look that back up again. Yeah. And he's he's actually I wouldn't say typecast, but he's been playing villains for quite a while now. That is true um you know he played uh i think it was Ra's al ghul on gotham mm-hmm. um he's been playing villains for quite a while um i think ever since deep space nine ended pretty much he's been villains okay i see him yeah it's only because like even even when you google it he's like not even the he's like three six nine ten eleven down oh wow on the, on the list. so Damn. Yeah. And I, I got the feeling he was the big bad in the movie, but yeah. yeah. But it's cool. I mean, again, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And so hopefully that'll be next week. If not, um, we will, since it is a, 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 a African American leaning film, they may yeah, have I'm surprised it in there you were going to see it. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, well, because it has enough, mo- you know, there's enough other people in there for it to not be a traditional black movie. So, uh, I'll probably, even if we don't see it next week, I'm sure they'll keep that one around a little longer because they tend to do that with some of the more um, Afrocentric films in my, my theater. So Wow. I'm, hey, I'm just telling it as it is. I'm trying to be PC about it a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, all right. So what else is going on? Um, this isn't on the agenda, but I just want to mention it real well, quick. Well, then you can't talk about it. I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of the ones I listen to that I think you would in particular enjoy is one called You Must Remember This. Okay. And um, it's a podcast about classic Hollywood, but um, they usually have like themes. And so this season, uh, the theme has all been about um, Song of the South. Wow. Uh, the okay. Disney film, right? Yeah. Oh my and, God. Uh, and, you know, all the different things that have played into it and stuff. And so like this week's episode is the finale of the Song of the South stuff. It was all talking about how Splash Mountain came to be. Wow. It, you know, kind of plays down most of the elements of the film, but it's actually a spinoff from the film. Well, I mean, of course you have to play it down. The film was just racist. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing is that, you know... Um, it's like the, the, the Disney film Disney wants to forget. I mean, well, and that's the thing is there's this myth that when it came out, it was okay. And that okay. I was like, no, it was never okay. No, yeah, the NAACP and everybody, I mean, they, were, they were marching and protesting before the film was ever released. Mm-hmm. And it, in fact, did not do well in the theaters. Um, and they were talking about how it made most of its money. It made five times as much when it was re-released in, like, 1986 mm. as it did in its original release. And there was an episode where it says, you know, you can time the re-releases and look at what was going on in the country. Exactly. 
and exactly. kind of see, you know, things are in there. Anyway, I think you would really like it. Some of the episodes, some of the past seasons were kind of like more in my wheelhouse. Um, you know, I, I, I felt, felt six episodes on Song of the South was a little much for me. But, that uh, is a lot. But, I mean, I, it's certainly a lot of fodder given what yeah. it's about. So, yeah. Because um, it, it is really and truly the one Disney movie I've seen that I'm like, yeah, I don't ever need to see that one again. But yeah. I may just because of because yeah I mean that I am I would be interested in um checking it out. I just googled it, so I was like, ooh. Yeah, and some of the past seasons were really really good. I mean, the quality on it is is excellent. I mean, it's a a fancy podcast. And some of the pre- the previous seasons, in fact, um, when my favorite season was when they were going through the Hollywood Confidential, the book. Okay. No, and basically talking. About, I don't know if you've read that. I have. No, but, but I I mean then they do a movie and. Yeah, heard about yeah. it. So yeah, and it's just all kinds of gossipy stories, you know. And and they just, she just analyzes, you know, how much is true, how much is just myth, and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. parts when they would actually read text from the book, she would have anonymous celebrity guests on to read them, right? And she wouldn't tell you who they were. She would just say, "This is you know an anonymous celebrity here to read this week." Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, and so some weeks it was like, oh, God, who is that? I know that voice <laughs> oh, and that kind of thing. Um, well, let's, I'm, I'm looking forward show. to that then because, I mean, I when I was in the theater with, with Gwen, with Frozen, okay, so in some ways I'm very much like Kel. Sometimes it's kind of like Rain Man-esque where if I hear a voice, I can tell you immediately who that is. And so yeah, throughout yeah. the movie, for, throughout Frozen, d- without knowing who all was in it, because I mean, I did not pay attention to that information. I was like, oh, yeah, that's Jason Ritter. Oh, yeah, that's such and such. So, so yeah, I was like, oh, that's Sterling K. Um, what is it, Brown? Whatever. From th- uh, This Is Us. I mean, so I actually, that would be fun for me, trying to see if I, if I know who that person, you know, who, who they are based on just hearing their voice. Because I even do that, too, with just watching TV. If I see someone in a series and I see them somewhere else, I said, oh, they're in this series. Uh, even if they did not play a, a major character, I right. just... But, I mean, I, I, when I thought about it, though, I was like, well, it, it would make sense, and it's good, I suppose, that I have that kind of knowledge, because if I'm not working, all I'm really doing is is trying to escape, and I'm watching television, so... So, so yeah, but cool i will add that to my list because i'm not a huge podcast person as far as listening to them yeah but this does seem very interesting i love i love podcasts and um yeah i listen to way too many of them and uh and i've kind of it started out being mostly comic book podcasts but now i have like a i listen to um you must remember this i listen to um a conspiracy podcast where you were listening to the one for veronica mars i listened to the veronica mars podcast yeah i listened to um one that's like called not guilty mm-hmm. it's um every uh, they always do two-part episodes about like famous court cases the first one kind of talks about all the things leading up to the trial okay the second episode is the trial and you know kind of so talk- they just like analyze it and yeah like they did okay. the klaus von bulow case a couple of weeks ago and um stuff like that and then i listen to which which one klaus von bulow it's a famous trial um, it's not ringing a bell. Sorry. Yeah, it's very. It, don't worry about it. Obvious. Well, I mean, if you if you can't even tell me who it's, I'll have to Google it. Klaus von Bülow was a very famous trial. Um, he was he was married to this incredibly rich person, and she ended up dying, 
and she um she she it was basically when she died she had a whole lot of insulin in her blood system but she okay condition where uh insulin for her was like poison okay uh, and so some people were saying he said that she committed suicide by injecting herself with it but other people said that he was the one who did it because he was having an affair with like this 30 year old soap opera star um, oh, wow okay yeah this is on the 80s it was yeah well well, I mean, and just because it was the 80s, I mean, my, I do know stuff that goes even further back, Black Dahlia, stuff like that, but yeah. I just Google it. So he was a Danish-British social, socialite who was yes. convicted of the attempted murder, murder of his wife, Sonny Von Bulow, yes. in 1979, which had left her in a temporary coma, as well as insulin overdose in 1980, which left her in a persistent vegetative state for the rest of her life. Yes. She apparently died in 1987. Yep. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I mean, not but cool, but cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a good show. And then I listen to like this UFO podcast. I listen to, I mean, all kinds of different things. Just it's anything that's, that's well done and interesting. Um, I feel like I'm learning stuff, you know. And, and see, I like that. My only problem is that because of the types of stuff that I end up doing in the day as far as with work, that I can't have something on that's going to require me to pay attention. Right. Yeah. And so, and then by the time I'm done with that, I'm not just going to go in the bedroom and sit around and listen to the radio. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, right. it's. But I mean, I, I do want to try to because I subscribe to like even what is it like Trevor Noah and stuff like that. But I I've never listened to the, his podcast just because yeah. I just and don't. I, mm. I listen to him when I'm commuting back and forth to work. Mm -hmm. And, and I, see, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the times when they like send me to something like in Athens or whatever, I right, kind of right. just because oh man, I'll get to listen to like four or five episodes while I'm driving. <laughs> um, because sometimes I, I listen, I like listen to him. I'm like, man, maybe I should be like a truck driver. Just oh, drive. Gosh. I'm just listening to podcasts. That's all I do. You know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Kay yeah. listens to, well, he always has CNN going. Always something political on, or he'll be listening to NPR or something. But I swear, yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I need to maybe do it where, like, when I'm working out on the treadmill, I just listen to yeah. one. But, I mean, part of it is that I don't, stay on the treadmill for like an hour or 45 minutes right. it's more like 15 minutes and i'm out and, and that's the that's the thing with me and podcast that the the perfect length is like 45 to an hour mm -hmm. there are some podcasts i've stopped listening to because like every episode is three hours long and that's way too fucking long so that's why you stop listening to ours right yes <laughs> okay. and um you know and then some of them are too short sometimes it's like 10 minutes long it's like what was this that's, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not a yeah, that's not a know, podcast. That's not yeah. So it's got to be at least around half an hour to an hour, and mm -hmm. some it's a special episode. I'm okay with it going to like an hour and a half, but not if it's going to be like a weekly thing, you know. So you're that's your way of passive aggressively saying that we need to tighten the show. We need I'm to just like saying in terms of me listening to it. <laughs> Right. Well, man, saying considering that you listen to podcasts on the regular, yeah. maybe m the majority of podcast listeners would side with you in terms of the like. I don't know because um, I've heard other people say they like longer ones because they like to, you know they have longer commutes and things like that. Yeah, so, it depends. 
Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. All right. Um, I finished, you know, last week, I think on the show, I complained about, you know, my unhappiness with various TV programs. Right. And you finally decided to watch something I said that you need to watch. Yeah. So you convinced me to watch Jack Ryan and um, I watched both seasons now. Um, I liked season one a lot better than season two. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, you know, that, that looking that online, apparently sense. most people thought season two was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I liked it. Um, season one, I will say, um, there were some odd coincidences. Okay. You know, which I understand, you know, these things happen, but you know, it, it, when we were putting together a show, but it's like, you know, he just happens to be interested in a girl who happens to be an epidemiologist who mm-hmm. happens to have a specialty in the type of Ebola <laughs> to be what is being used by the villain over in the Middle East. And it just happens that her research <laughs> outbreak over here is the exact place from which the bad guy dug up a Ebola irradiated body. Yep. Look over here. And it's like, <laughs> really? But yeah. you know, look, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it, I thought that his girlfriend was kind of hot in like a quirky kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's like Jack Ryan. It's like he's obviously got a great body, but he has like a huge freaking nose. Right? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, and then like his girlfriend, you know, was like sometimes she'd be hot, but sometimes I'd be looking at her face. And it's like, man, her face is like not as symmetrical as like most. <laughs> so weird. He, because he's obviously interested in more than just her looks. He likes to, you know, well, and she, the different and, and, dimensions. Hey. And hey, she's she's not you know staring at that nose. So I mean, oh, but you know, but I'm just saying that. Oh I was, my god! So that when season two started, she's not there. <laughs> they don't mention her the whole fucking season. <laughs> yep. Her at all? Nope. It's like she did not happen. She was not there. Yep. I but mean, it was still a good see. I mean, it was still. A, I enjoyed season two, and I like guess. for for me when you well. <laughs> And see, it's it's fresher for you because you did a binge and watched season one and season two. Yeah. I watched season one, you know, and then it's been ages since I, you know, since I've seen it. And then, of course, we watched season two. And I had still had a general sense of who was who and that kind of stuff. But when, when you texted me about the girlfriend, I was like, that's why I came. I tried to come up with something clever to say because I was like, I don't even know who you're fucking talking about <laughs> because I've forgotten. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I enjoyed it. If they do another season, I'll watch it. Um, but yeah. but yeah, I mean, I've I enjoy Jack Ryan, and I mean, I will say that you know when Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff like that, when they do them right, they do them right. You know, the quality of it is not crap. You know, so. Yeah. So I, if it comes back on again, I, I'll definitely watch it. Just because, I mean, I thought, um, what is it, John Krasinski or whatever that, that plays Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean, I believed him in that role. He felt like, he felt very Matt Damon-esque to me. Whereas, like, he's kind of a guy next door, but that he, you know, knows superpower type shit kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't so, yeah. know. I'm just glad you watched it, though. I I'm, did. I watched it. What are you watching next? So I wanted to say last night, I've watched a couple of things on, um, on streaming lately that I wanted to recommend. Okay. One is Mike Wallace is here. Okay. I actually rented it 
last night. I've uh, heard about it. It was four ninety nine. Mm -hmm. um, so I rented it, and it's it's just it's a, a film all about Mike Wallace from sixty Minutes, mm -hmm. and uh, features lots of clips of him interviewing people and stuff. It's about his. It's it's the kind of biography I like. It starts with him beginning his journalism career. Mm -hmm. It goes forward. It doesn't tell you any damn thing about you know how many kids were in his family, what his relationship was like with his mom. I see, like, I like that kind of stuff. Right, no, but, no, but this is about his journalism career, right? Okay. And, and it does go into some of his personal life from that point forward. Mm -hmm. For instance, he he's the one who discovered his son's dead body. Oh, jeez. Son died and stuff. And um, but and you know, it's just a lot of stuff about Mike Wallace and about sixty minutes about journalism I didn't know. Mm. Um, there are some great clips of him interviewing, you know, Malcolm X and, um, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. And um, I didn't realize that he had started out as an actor. Um, and mm. they had clips from those days and all well, that. Surprisingly, he that that documentary on Google when you Google it, there are no reviews, no actual, you know, regular people reviews um, oh. on Google. So. I'm gonna have to watch that because I mean it. It I mean it is certainly of interest to me. I love you know. Originally, my intention had been to go into broadcast journalism when I'd finished high school, and and then life happened. But I certainly enjoy this kind of stuff, and you know, I'll geek out on almost any kind of documentary. So yeah, it was really good. I like. I'll, it. I will. I I have it open in the browser, so I'll have to go see where I can if I can find it for free. I am not paying to rent it. I also watched on Netflix a documentary called Bikram Yogi Guru Predator. What the hell? <laughs> um, so Bikram, and, and this was interesting to me. Um, I tweeted about it, but obviously you didn't pay attention. Okay, um, okay go ahead. So uh, he's, he's the leader of the, the Bikram yoga movement, mm -hmm. which apparently is huge. And I recognize the dude. When you see him, you might recognize him. Uh, he used to be on lots of TV shows. All right. Uh, I'm going to Google. And all this kind of stuff. But in recent years, he's been accused of rape. and Or aren't they all? <laughs> yeah. And, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, I do recognize him. Yeah. And it was it's, it's fascinating look into a culture I'm not familiar with, which is like the, the yoga subculture. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but I don't do yoga. And <laughs> so, no, I would not have guessed. Yeah. So I don't do yoga. But you know, it was very interesting to me, this, this whole subculture, and it did not surprise me at all that this guy is a sexual predator. I mean, well, I mean, because you think about it. Five minutes. Well, that, and you think like, about it, when you see some of these, like, cultish type yes. groups, I mean, yeah, the leader is sleeping with it. <laughs> I mean, it just, I, anyway, yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's almost, unfortunately, something that one expects to happen when you reach cult-like status like that, so. Yeah. So you thought it was a really good... Um, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, and when they get, man, towards the end, when they show his, um, his deposition videos, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Uh, There's like one point where the, um, the prosecutor asks him, you know, so you were frequently um, mentioned that you had a quote about three things that you hate. You know, can, you, can you tell us about that quote? And he says it was four things. It's just four things that I hate. Mm -hmm. He says, I'll correct you because you're incorrect. It's four things that I hate. I say that I hate cold weather. I hate uh, cold food. I hate, um, I forget what the third one was. 
And then he says, I, I, and I hate cold pussy. Oh my God. And the, and, and the, the, the prosecutor lady, she goes, excuse me. And he says, pussy. right and it's like seriously yes it's like wow okay all right then yeah Um, i mean he is he comes off as such an asshole but even even though some of the people who have accused him of things they're like you know but at the same time you know i i have never you know done the things since that i did with him you know i have never you know stretched as far Mm-hmm. I have, you know, bent as bent. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> right? But yeah. They're like, you know, they, he, he just brought that out in you. But yes, he would also like, you know, rub his penis against me when I was in like the splits and stuff. And that was inappropriate. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I would recommend watching it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, yeah, it says here that he apparently filed for bankruptcy in 2017, having yeah. amassed a 16 million... $16 million in debt after years of sexual harassment lawsuits. Yeah, he's fled the country, too. He, uh, he doesn't come to the U.S. anymore because he's a, he's a wanted person here. Um, so he's, like, overseas and stuff. But he still goes to South America and does these huge retreats and stuff. So. Yeah, it's saying here that um, he is, has the Bikram's Legacy Tour of India 2020 taking place over seven cities over 15 days in January and February with a cost of up to $3,950 per person. Yep. So that he can rub his penis up against you. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I will have to, I mean, you know, again, it's interesting subject matter. So I guess I will, I'll have to check that one out too. Yeah. And I tell you, you know, um, some of the stuff I would never probably watch if I actually lived with someone. <laughs> and um, at that point, you'd have to say, "Hey, do you want to watch this this thing about this?" You know, weird- not necessarily. I mean, you, you know, know. <laughs> but, but I, I get it. Yeah, but you know, when I'm like at home, I'm like, "What the hell? I got what else am I going to do for two hours?" Right? And yeah. Watch, you know, so yeah. But yeah, but yeah I, I'll add it to my I list. Was, I was wrapping Christmas presents last night while watching Mike Wallace is here. You are already wrapping Christmas presents. Yeah, I've already um, done all my Christmas shopping. Holy crap. No, I usually, I wait until Black Friday or, or Cyber Monday. Not that I do my shopping in the stores. I do it online on Amazon. Yeah. I, in the previous years when I still had my belt card, I would do some shopping in store. But my preference is, uh, like, I sent out a message to our family WhatsApp group last week and was like everyone needs to make sure that their list is up to date on amazon yeah you should be getting a box on friday damn it (laughs) if if they have done it correctly it's supposed to be wrapped they're gonna be wrapped and one of them will say a card on it says happy birthday okay the other two say merry christmas cool because yeah you know you know damn joint gifts nope but you know i know sometimes they don't put the cards on them sometimes they get off but anyway Okay. Well, well, it's funny that it'll be arriving considering that my house has nothing about with Christmas. Nothing. I have nothing up. I have, you know, I'm, I'm a traditionalist in that I feel like the Christmas season does not begin until after Thanksgiving. 
so it annoys me to no end when I see all this Christmas stuff, like in early November and stuff. I'm yeah. like, no, no, no. Like for me, it's, I mean, it's kind of stupid, but like I literally, for me, feel this, like this special warmth or whatever in that Christmas season. And I'm like, it's a, it's a finite period of time. You do not need to, you know, further commercialize it to make it longer. So, so yeah, um, there will be nothing up in my house that is Christmas related until the earliest would be Friday. And, you know, when I was, for most of my life, I loved Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as my dad, because, I mean, he would, like, start decorating for Christmas in, like, September. <laughs> Literally. But. Uh, I mean, and, like, stuff like that, that's like, that's, like, a whole other job. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And it would, it would take him months to take yeah. stuff. <laughs> and but, take um, that crap down Mm-mm. yeah i mean he he bought a storage shed that was just for his christmas stuff wow. because he had so, too much of it but anyway um but you know when i was married for so long i mean she hated christmas wow christmas. and um you know there eventually reached a point where you know i i think my you know, like now i don't i don't care because there was just so, there, uh, there was at one point i just realized one year you know it's like why should i get excited about christmas because she's just gonna be complaining the whole damn month oh my gosh that's that's so sad she like sucked um, the christmas spirit out of you well and you know look i'm sure i did many horrible things to her too but uh when it comes to christmas she took away christmas (laughs) so for me christmas is like i like giving presents Mm -hmm. i like giving presents and um but i mean otherwise the whole thing is I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, for me, of course, I I am more depressed during this period, this time of year. But like, on for me, Christmas, like that, my birthday, which is the twenty third, through Christmas Day, are usually decent days for me, just in terms of mood, because I allow myself to kind of give in to the season and all that kind of stuff. Because I mean, you know, it is to me, it is special. You know, it is kind of want the one holiday holiday where they celebrate it worldwide you know kind of thing even in like for example dubai which is just you know their that country should not be celebrating christmas but they do because they're very uh very uh, western in in terms of some of the stuff that they do but i mean christmas is a magical period i just don't need for it to be a whole month or two months or whatever it's it's you know so We'll put up our stuff at some point. It may not be much. I have had this like three foot tree that I bought when I was still single. And I guess I was divorced at that point from my first husband. And I pull it out of the box every year. I I already had um, put the the ornaments and stuff on it so i just pull it out fluff it and it's all ready to go just plug it up because <laughs> i'm like i don't want to have to decorate a tree every year that that's there's no point to that so so yeah i mean i know it seems somewhat lazy but uh if i can find really great pop-up and you know close down type of things i'm okay with that because i don't derive any kind of pleasure by actually doing the whole, oh, I'm going to decorate the tree. I'm going to do, no, I just, no, it's just another thing to do. So, but yeah, I like, I certainly like gift giving, especially like in, in older years where I didn't really think too much about the cost (laughs) of it and where I had all this extra, not even income, but this extra credit available where I could make Christmas, you know, like fun and get people stuff that was expensive on their list. 
but as I've become poorer and poorer due to marriage, um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's somewhat uncomfortable for me at times because, you know, I feel like, oh crap, you know, especially if you're like buying something off of someone's wish list, they know how much it costs. And yeah. so, yeah, that to me, it feels a little weird, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, I did get the new uh, Robbie album. It physically mm-hmm. actually came, Robbie Williams. And um, so how was it? It's a good album. Um, there's some songs on it like better than other songs, obviously. Um, so it's like Christmas Past is the first one. It's mostly covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Christmas Future, which is mostly the original songs. Um, and I like uh, a good bit of it. You know, the fact that it's, it's even the songs that are really good still make a lot of references to Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure I'll like just listen to it year round. Right. No. Cause yeah, I don't listen year to round. Christmas songs year round. If I hear it come yeah. on, I actually change it just because I'm like, Nope, Christmas happens at the specific time of year. I don't yeah, want to hear so, Christmas songs. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I like it. It's good. It's a good Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I just, you know, I just wish it was a regular album more. Um, I don't like the two duets with uh, Rod Stewart. I've never been a huge Rod Stewart fan, um, but I do like some of his 70s music. But as he's gotten older, I find his voice more and more annoying. Uh, I can't listen to him a lot. Like I do, one of one of the songs I really like has him on it, but it's he's he's with others. What is it? Him and Sting and Brian Adams. Oh, I know yeah, you hate that. They're song. all trying to out each Yes, other. yeah, I know you <laughs> don't care for it. I actually enjoy it, uh, but yeah, on the on in general, yeah, I can't listen to much Rod Stewart. He has that yeah. type of voice where. Yeah, you know, some people who have odd voices, they're either you really, really love them. Like in my case, I really, really love Mark Owen, even though he has a very odd sounding voice. He has a very distinctive voice, yeah. Yes. But Rod Stewart, yeah, I can't can't do too much of that. Yeah. So what have you been watching on Netflix? So as my computer freezes up, I hope it doesn't crash on me. (laughs) I I have been watching, so I, of course, had finished... Uh, a place to call home which was the australian series and then i actually saw um a series called high the uh was uh, high seas it is a spanish language um show that it's not the first one that i <laughs> that i've seen that's dubbed in in english and its quality is a lot better. And, and some of the other ones that I've watched, the quality is not all that great as far as the voice not really matching the person. Uh, mm. But it, it was really good. I watched the two seasons of that. So I think that was like 16 episodes. Like a pirate show or something? No, no. <laughs> it's, it's set in the 1940s. So I love period pieces. So like I watch another um, Spanish language one that's called uh, the Cable, uh, Cable Girls. And there was also one before that called Grand Hotel. Uh, that Well, that one was just... Spanish sub I mean English subtitles so that was a little frustrating it was really good I loved it but you know having to sit there and read through all of it meant I couldn't walk away and you know still hear it so uh, it's just a it's kind of a murder mystery set on the seas in the 1940s uh, it's they're you know sailing to I think 
to Brazil or Rio or something like that. And I mean, from the minute they get on the ship, it's stuff happens. People end up dead. And it's, it's, it was just, it's a nice, you know, if it doesn't require you to do a lot of thinking. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed that. I needed something that wasn't too, too much of a, you know, too deep in plot. And then I have started back watching another Spanish language dubbed one called Elite. And it's about, it's like these teenagers, these wealthy teenagers in uh, this high school. And, you know, some are gay and, you know, finding, you know, discovering their sexuality. Uh, one of them, I think, is like he's gay, but his family, he's, he's from a Pakistani family, so he hasn't come out and all of those implications. And like his sister, she's uber smart. And, you know, her, the, her, the expectation of that the parents have of her is that she, you know, she's going to be the successful one. And so they don't want her to do anything fun. And anyway, so I'd watch season one and then season two came out and I just kind of waited a while to watch it. And I have maybe two or three more episodes of it to watch and then I'll be done. So I haven't really given too much thought yet as to what I'm going to watch following that because yeah. uh, it, it all depends on my mood, to be honest. So I'd fallen yeah. into high seas and then once I finished it, it was on the list of things that it had suggested. And I was like, Oh yeah, well I already watch it. Let me go ahead and start watching again. So we'll see. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of TV watching. I don't know what I'm going to replace uh, Jack Ryan with. I mean, I'm still watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm into season five now. How many seasons are there? Six or seven? They just renewed it for eight. Oof. So I guess, you know, once I get to seven, I, I guess, I assume I'd have to wait. Because they just renewed it for eight. So I assume they haven't made eight yet. Right, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, that's how you're going to be filling the silences. Okay, I got it. I got it. So what are your reasons to be thankful? So I posted to my blog today, and, you know, I don't I post. I it. Oh, you did? <laughs> you I gave it like five one? stars. Oh, so sweet. Uh, well, thank you. I, um, last week was just a really odd week for me. I had never, I'd never felt as much self-hate <laughs> as I did uh, last Monday. I'd woken up from a dream. I don't know what the dream is about at this point, but I like hated myself the whole day. And it was just so, it was, it was so weird. You know, I mean, we all maybe dislike things that we do or think or say or whatever, but I just, I hated myself. But the week was odd because not only was there there's that, that period of me disliking myself strongly, then I found out that my great-grand-aunt passed away, and she was someone I still interacted with, and it, she is the last of my great-grands, and, you know, I, and then, of course, my grandfather turned 80 um, on Wednesday, so even though I had a very kind of emotionally tumultuous week I still felt like there was still a silver lining in that 
I've had the opportunity to be raised or be around people in my life who really, who truly love me, who, you know, my family who's taking care of me and who obviously love uh, uh, our family. And so I am grateful for having had that. I know not a lot of people have their, like their grandparents for very long. You know, I still have my 80 year old grandfather and my grandmother who's even older than that. Um, and I've had them my entire life and I'm almost 40. So I know it's not um, the norm <laughs> for, for a lot of people. And it just, it's, I, I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for the life that I've been able to live and the support that they've given over the years. So my Thanksgiving is always spent with family. It's a tradition that we've had for well over a decade. It's, you know, usually the same faces, just a little older, but mm. I'm just thankful for that too, for, for traditions, for family, for support, for, you know, like I think my mom said something the other day and she's like, you know, I'm just not going to, like, take you anymore. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. I'm like, whatever. I'm your daughter. You have to. So, <laughs> so um, but, you know, I know that she, I know that she loves me. I, I'm appreciative of the fact that she's always been the, the one to kind of keep everyone together, to, to give us reasons to spend time together. So, you know, I, I speak to family, you know, my sister-in-law, my mom, you know, multiple times a week. I see them at least once a week. You know, we spend Sundays over at um, my brother and sister and his wife's house to, to play D&D. And I, again, I know it's not the norm. And so I'm thankful because, I mean, you know, otherwise I would just be even more miserable than I already am because, you know, I don't like to spend time with <laughs> spend time with people so the fact that I at least have a group a family that I do enjoy spending time with uh, I'm just thankful for that what are you typing or what are you doing I was sending a message on Facebook oh okay but yes so that that is what I'm thankful for um I'm sad that my my aunt Bloss passed away but I'm glad that she is she had been there all that time she, the last conversation we had, I called her a couple months back and we were talking about ancestry stuff because she was the historian on that side of the family. And so just hearing stuff about my grandmother when she was younger and learning stuff about the family that I never, you know, would never have known had it not been for someone like her. Um, I, it's, it's, it's sad that she's not here anymore, but again, I'm glad she passed on that knowledge and that you know, the family still survives. So, so yeah. Mm. I know that's kind of sad still. You yeah. Know, I was going to say, it's kind of a, kind of a melancholy. Uh... It is. Yeah. So, um, well at school, uh, you know, all of the English department teachers, we were supposed to have our kids write no more than 25 words about what they were thankful for. Okay. So I had my kids do it. And I, I threw one in there too. So no more than 25 words. No more than 25 words, right? And uh, so... So they wanted them to tweet about what they're thankful for. <laughs> basically, yeah. So okay. anyway, they ran them in the unit recorder today. But I threw one in there. I'm, I put it in there. I didn't sign it, right? Mm -hmm. This is what mine said. 
And they didn't run mine, damn it. Right? Because you didn't put your name on there. If they saw that it was Barry Reese, they'd been like, oh, we're going to put this one in there. I am thankful that I am bomb-ass sexy. No, you did not. Uh, and for my son. And for Scarlett Johansson. No, you didn't. Yeah, I'll take the tea. Oh, my God. I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> Seriously? That <laughs> Okay. All right. So I shared it with uh, all the English teachers. I, I sent it in our little group text too. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, they didn't run it. Well, I mean, I can certainly understand that now, but wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So you just got it. Well, yeah. that helped to lighten the mood. With um, yeah, I guess I so. but I, I'm very thankful for Scarlett Johansson. I'm sure you are. Yeah. And Selena Gomez <laughs> and some others. Yes. <laughs> Excuse Oof. me. <laughs> See, it's all that it's the, all that stuff that's still in your system. So you're you're getting a new roof because you told us last week that you foolishly allowed one of those people who comes around who says they can give you the free you know look at your roof. Mm -hmm. And of course, you needed a new roof, right? I didn't mention this when you were talking about it last week, but you know they come around and, and it's one of the oldest scams out well i know i but i do know that there are scams in this particular case it actually was not um i did check into it and so yes i'm getting a new roof the uh my my um home insurance company which is through usaa went ahead and approved the the full replacement of the roof which is cool, you know, again, it's 21 years old. So it was the one thing on the house that, that really had not been, you know, improved on before we purchased it. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I have, I told my mom, I said, I might have to come over there the day that they do it or something, because I don't know if I can handle all that banging all day. So, <laughs> so I mean, you said. know, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I know that chances are the premium will go up at some point because it's kind of they do it based on like zip codes and stuff. And so as as the stuff starts to shift, then you'll see shifts in in the insurance premiums. But I'm like, you know what, at the end of the day, even if they adjust the premium, I was gonna need a new roof at some point. So better now than later. Yeah. I mean you can't do without a roof. No, you cannot. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, our spanking new roof. And even though it's like I, I'm inside all the time, so it's not like I actually look at it every day or anything because I don't go outside that often. But knowing that that'll be taken care of, and I, I would think, generally speaking, you get about 15 to 17 years out of a roof generally, uh, that at least I'll be safe for that. <laughs> Uh, you referenced uh, Selena Gomez a few minutes ago. So the other day there was like the AMAs, mm -hmm. the, uh, American Music Awards. And um, is it American, American Music Association Awards? No, it's just American Music Awards. Really? I, was, I always hear them called the AMA Awards. But then that wouldn't make sense. It'd be the American Music Awards Awards. Right. So maybe it is association, but, the, but yeah, I mean, oh, now yeah. I'm looking it up. Go ahead. All right. So Selena Gomez, um, she's slated on the red carpet. She wore this like green dress. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of boobilage on display. Very nice. <laughs> um, but then she kicked off the show with kind of a pitchy performance. Okay. People on Twitter were saying she should have just, um, you know, uh, lip synced it. But uh, some or done done the whole this. supporting track on there. Yeah, because yeah. I know some do. Some will do that too. 
So some people said she was very nervous because it was her first public performance. She was. Apparently she was. I saw stuff on um, in other places that said that she was really, really nervous about doing it because yeah. she had not performed in like, what, like a year or so? They said it was two years. So, so see, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you can practice all you want. When you're in front of an audience, your nerves will do stuff to you. Yeah. And I don't care how talented you are, there's going to be some sort of butterflies or something going on when you get in front of such a live audience. Yeah. Taylor Swift got the artist of the decade. Yeah, I, I knew that. Uh, and did a medley of all her songs. And Wendy Williams, very incensed. I don't know. Why is Wendy, who is Wendy Williams? Okay, Wendy Williams is so freaking but, ghetto. I hate hearing about stuff about her. She I don't know why so, she's famous other than being a talk show host. She's a talk show host. Right? And I mean, I, there's other things I could say about her, but it would really be racist and um, sexist. However, she always has something to say about everybody. She always has something to say. Even though her life is complicated as hell, she's always got to be in everybody else's business. So okay. on their website, it just says American Music Awards. Okay. All right. Um, the AMA Awards or yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, Wendy Williams, uh, just could not believe that Taylor Swift was the artist of the decade. Are you uh, serious? Yeah. She said that she likes Taylor Swift. She likes some of her songs, but she says, is there anybody out there, um, thinks that she's the artist of the decade? She said she was shocked. So uh, she was playing a Kanye basically. Yeah. Well, and, oh, wait, wait, it gets better. Right. She says Taylor Swift made history, which is like unbelievable to me. She won six awards. Now she has a total of 29 AMA awards. That sounds unbelievable. But what sounds unforgivable is she has more awards than Michael Jackson. Michael had 24. Taylor's got 29. An artist of the decade? Is she who's been firing you up for the last 10 years? She said, she is so talented. I do like her. I'm not a Swifty. I didn't really know her until Kanye brought her on stage oh, years no. ago. This goes on to say, but you know what? I think the taste has cheapened through the years in a lot of things. The quality of clothes we buy, they get tattered and torn real quick. The quality of food we buy, we're being poisoned by a lot of crap. Just life in general, I think, has cheapened. And I don't mean this in a bad way to Taylor, but it's unbelievable. I appreciate her, but artist of the decade? All right, so see, much like T.I. and these other people who don't need a platform, who get yeah. platforms and start just spewing all this crap. Now, is Taylor Swift one of my all-time favorite um, artists? Not necessarily. I thoroughly enjoy her music. And yeah. I had no issue with her getting Artist of the Decade. Because, again, fact, I mean, I mean, I when, think... when Williams obviously doesn't listen to that type of music, all right? Yeah. I'm, I mean, let's be honest. She does not listen to it. So if it's not rap music or something like that, I guess she's not going to know. But... She has been consistent for a decade. Yep. Who else are you going to, I mean, outside exactly of it, Ed Sheeran, who the who hell else are you going to give it to? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no, I mean, she went, when it needs to stop talking, just yeah. period. And yeah, no, I think that Taylor deserved it. It's unfortunate that yet another, another black person, I can say this because I'm black. Um, another black person has decided that, you know, she's somehow not worthy. You know, I'm like, that's just, it's just bull. It's, it's ridiculous. And I mean, I, I actually feel like I take some offense to, to her saying that. Cause again, it makes me feel like, you know, another reason for some white people or some people just not like black people. Cause it's like, that's just stupid. 
So yeah. yes, I don't know. I guess maybe she would she would would maybe suggest Kendrick Lamar or something for artists of the decade even though really? well no i'm just saying i would assume because he is a very black artist and yeah. the it, the thing though why i didn't have an issue with or and still don't have an issue with taylor taylor started in country moved into country pop moved into pop you know like she's transitioned throughout her career so right. she's has a broader appeal so i again i have no issue with her being <laughs> having gotten that that honor but i hate yeah. when people people are just mean to be mean or to say something well and to say that kanye brought her on stage yeah mm -hmm. even if she's not being specific about that event because he took over the stage she was yes like, but even if she means that like he brought her on the public stage no she was already on the public stage before that exactly so maybe it did make her bigger but it was just because he was such an ass about it um but yeah i would love to know who she would suggest um <laughs> who she who should have gotten that award then yeah because yeah once i because i'd heard about it that they were going to honor her with that award and i was like yeah okay yeah and she did like a medley of her hits and because i saw somewhere i didn't read the articles they were talking about how at one point they were like you know because of her ongoing issue with scooter or whatever who owns a lot of her yeah. early stuff as to whether or not she was going to be able to perform the you know her earlier tracks and blah 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 and I was, again i didn't care enough to read it <laughs> i just saw the headlines about it uh but but yeah i mean i i stopped watching um award shows at this point i used to watch them more when i was younger but I think at most I may watch the Oscars or something if nothing else is on that I want to watch. But I've usually I don't watch stopped. any of them. I just watch like the next day. I'll say you know see what the who yeah, and that's pretty and much stuff. what I've had to do now because like nowadays when even with like the Oscars and stuff, they'll they'll there'll be people in the categories or or shows and stuff. I'm like what the hell is that? I've never heard of that show. You know, yeah. and like when they pick the movies, it's always some, you know, these artsy whatever movies that like no one has gone to see. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, when you guys start putting some like Marvel movies and other stuff that, that people watch <laughs> in those, um, then, then I might be more interested in it. But, but yeah, so poo poo on Wendy Williams. Again, I have zero respect for her anyway. Um, yeah. And again, people just showing their ass when they do that kind of stuff. And again, I don't think that, I mean, honestly, especially seeing that Kanye's done it and now Wendy, I'm like, she, she doesn't deserve that. She never deserved that. No. So, boo, whatever. So I think you wanted to talk a little bit about Disney. Yes, Trump. I did. The power of Disney. So when I was looking at the information about Frozen 2 and it's, you know, all of its records at this point, uh, one of the things they also noted that is that Disney has already skated past a record $10.8 billion in global ticket sales at the 2019 box office. And there's still more than a month left to go in the year, yeah, which will include Star Wars. Exactly. Will include Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. So, yes, 2019 has been a stellar year for Disney, breaking all sorts of records. But think about it, 10.8 billion already. Much of that, I think, obviously coming from uh, the Avengers Endgame and, and um, 
Spider-Man and stuff, but I, I was, I'm just flabbergasted because it's like, for me, it felt like for a period in there, Disney was having a little bit of an identity, an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's like, you know, how do they still stay relevant in some ways? And I certainly think once they added Marvel to the mix um, and now with Disney plus and all of that, it's, it, yeah, you can't not have the conversation about streaming services and not include Disney plus now. I mean, something yeah. that didn't exist a year ago and now is <laughs> didn't, very didn't much exist a month ago. Right. It's now <laughs> a part of the conversation when you say something like Netflix and Amazon prime, you can't not say Disney plus. So I um, heard that Apple's, um, streaming service has gotten off to a very rocky start. I don't doubt it. I've gotten a thing saying, oh, get it for free for whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm not interested. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I have enough streaming services. There's only one thing I was curious to see on it, which is the, I think it's the show that has Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Steve Carell or whatever, but that's it. And I'm like, uh, I'm good. I have enough stuff to watch on (laughs) Netflix and Prime and all the other stuff that I'm subscribed to. So, yeah, yeah. because I'm still on the fence about whether or not, there are times where I'm like, oh, should I get, you know, Apple's equivalent of the Echo Dot and stuff or even Google's? Uh, I chose not to do Google and and opt for Amazon instead because there were some, some of the capabilities that I needed was just absent from Google. So I was like, okay, Amazon works, but I've never had a desire to have like, I've, I don't have an Apple TV. I just don't because you know, I'm like, I've never had a need to, I mean, I've had my TV is a Roku TV. I don't also need, (laughs) I don't also need that. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I have no interest in the the Apple thing. Uh, none of the things I've heard that are on it are like, you know, I've got to have that. So. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. What was that noise? It was my, um. you know, we we're recording early. And so it was my alarm for my checkout meeting with my client that I check out with every day since we've been checking out every weekday since 2015 it's a it's a you know we were each other's accountability partners so it was my just Uh, my alarm but we checked out early today which is good and so that is why we also got to start doing the show early so gotcha yep okay well of course i am uh thankful for you oh i'm thankful for you depending on my mood there you go Um, I, you know, you did go on earlier today and do some stuff for my, uh, my ROM podcast. Yes, I did. Yeah, that was nice. Um, so maybe I'll start getting more listeners. Um, yep, cause yeah, now you are, you can do your little promotion. So your, 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 um, ROM space pod, is it podcast yes. is, yeah. is, um, now or has been submitted to Apple, Google, as well as Spotify. So, yeah. you know, yeah, for those who like to listen. Seven episodes. Yes, it was weird. It was saying you had eight because you had started your episode number one by calling it number two. So I had to go in there and renumber all of them. <laughs> but it was weird. So, really? yep, it was just odd. So I was like, okay, whatever. But I, I guess I'll have to take a listen before you get too, you know, have too many podcasts in there. Um, you know, I think that like the, the newest episode is, I think, the best one. Um, first, you know, it, t- it takes a while to figure out what. What I'm going to do so yeah. uh, like some of the early episodes you know you're, 
for a while there, I was doing like this certain intro and all this. Then I just decided to not bother with it. So. <laughs> well, I wanted to, I still, I'm like, I would love to be able to do a solo podcast, but again, I'm not that interesting. And I don't have an interest in a lot of, well, really too much outside of just watching TV. And I don't feel like I watch it um, enough to like hold on to, oh, I need to remember this to talk about on the podcast kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah. So well, yeah, there's I lots of things to. I would, I'd love to talk about. But Well, I yeah. I mean, you have plenty of stuff to talk about. I have nothing to yeah. talk about. I don't want to have like 30 different shows though. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, this just a whole it'd be under this whole umbrella of all about barry and it's like the different things you're interested in and <laughs> it'll be my own podcast network exactly exactly just and they'll just get all my shows <laughs> uh, you know oh it's monday barry's gonna be talking about rom it's cheap. Yep. barry's gonna be talking about whatever absolutely as, as long as you barry's don't porn do review thursday it's, you know as long as you sex. don't do the 10 minute you know podcasts and i guess you're good yeah there you go so most of my wrong ones are about 20 minutes long yeah yeah yeah. and i mean those are still you know a decent length so anything over 15 minutes i think is a good one so because you know you need that time to kind of ease into it let it kind of you know surround you and so yes 20 minutes is good yeah all righty so I guess it is now the end of another fun fill episode and no pressure, Barry. How are you closing? I just gobble, gobble motherfuckers. <laughs>